0: need to be there and we're going to do everything that we can I think in any circumstances to make that happen
1: okay all right. well listen we are coming up on NPR break time and uh, we'll be right back on the Sunday Forum we want to thank you for joining us uh, Alexandria, Michael and uh, this other guy over here Don Scott Uh, we want to thank you all for joining us today here on the Sunday Forum and we'll be right back
2: thank you so much
1: After ad-
3: Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Giles Snyder. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy is dismissing concerns that hardline Republicans could try to oust him following his decision to rely on Democratic votes to keep the government open.
4: You know what, if somebody wants to remove Because I want to be the adult in the room, go ahead and try.
3: When McCarthy was elected Speaker in January, he agreed to a rule allowing just one lawmaker to file a resolution calling for a vote of confidence. The Senate gave the spending bill final approval after more House Democrats than Republicans pushed it to passage. It was a dramatic day on Capitol Hill, and NPR's Jimena Bastille says the drama is not over yet.
5: It is likely we at least face another threat of a shutdown, but the big question is whether or not McCarthy is going to have to deal with a challenge to his leadership before then that could delay this process. McCarthy also
0: told me that he's planning on working with the Senate before then to wrap it all up within 45 days. But border funding and Ukraine aid are big issues that will have to be tackled. And as of today, there's no clear path forward.
3: President Biden says he expects Speaker McCarthy to keep his commitment to the Ukrainian people. Billions in additional aid Biden sought was left out the government funding package california's governor has rejected a bill that would have given unemployment benefits to workers on strike as cap radio's nicole nixon reports The move has angered many of his allies in the labor movement
5: the legislation would have allowed striking workers to access unemployment if their labor disputes weren't resolved after two weeks it was modeled after similar laws in new york and new jersey and inspired in large part by this summer's drawn-out strikes in hollywood but Democratic Governor Gavin Newsom vetoed the legislation, citing fiscal concerns. California's unemployment fund is still $20 billion in debt after pandemic shutdowns. Labor leaders, who normally get along well with Newsom, criticized the veto as out of step with workers and are vowing to revive the legislation next year. For NPR News, I'm Nicole Nixon in Sacramento. A
3: uh, U.N. team has arrived in Nagorno-Karabakh to assess humanitarian needs after the enclave Was recaptured by Azerbaijan. The World Health Organization special envoy to Armenia, Rob Butler, described to the BBC the situation in a town across the border in Armenia where where, uh, refugees are arriving.
5: The 100,000 new arrivals have immense needs. We've heard from local health facilities about chronic diseases, hypertension, diabetes, cardiovascular, and of course cancer patients. Very alarmingly, we also heard of cases of severe malnutrition. As you can understand, the sense of loss, people with expressionless faces on a
3: scale I've never seen before. The vast majority of Nagorno-Karabakh ethnic Armenian residents have fled to Armenia in recent days, fearing oppression if they remained. This is NPR. A suicide bomber detonated an explosive device in the Turkish capital of Ankara early today. Authorities there say a second assailant was killed in a shootout. Eriva reports.
5: The explosion occurred just outside the Ministry of the Interior. In a statement, Turkish Interior Minister Ali Yerlikaya said two policemen were slightly injured in the shootout but did not share information about the suspects who carried out the attack. They appear to have driven a van to a gate at the ministry's entrance before detonating the device. Police temporarily cordoned off access to the center of Ankara. The attack occurred just hours before an opening ceremony for the Turkish parliament, which is returning from a summer recess. Last November, a bombing in a busy shopping district of Istanbul killed six people. For NPR News, I'm Derya Bouscarin.
3: To Spain now, where rescuers are searching for those unaccounted for in a nightclub fire in the southeastern city of Murcia. At least 11 people are now confirmed. dead. Murcia's mayor has declared three days of mourning. The fire is believed to have originated in a club that had joined two others. Video shared online shows raging flames and thick dark smoke. In Slovakia, former Prime Minister Robert Fico is set to hold talks on forming a government after his party received the most votes in yesterday's parliamentary election. However, no party won a majority of seats and Fico's rivals are pledging to try to prevent his return to power. Pizza has pledged to end military aid to Ukraine and says he's ready to open talks on forming a coalition government. I'm Giles Snyder. This is NPR News from Washington. Support for NPR comes from NPR stations. Other
2: contributors include the Rockefeller Foundation, making opportunity universal and
4: sustainable for over 100 years. And the Public Welfare Foundation,
0: committed to advancing transformative youth and criminal justice reforms. You are listening to WMNF Tampa. If you love classic soul, R&B, Caribbean, gospel, hip-hop, or house music, and if you
1: love podcasting and exclusive interviews, if you love urban culture and
0: urban music, then you will really love the Urban Cafe channel. You can find it here on HD2 if you have an HD2 radio, or you can go to WMNF.org and download our mobile app, so that you can listen to it all the time.
4: Greetings, Earthlings. We have now taken over your
1: radio. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the one and only DJ Spaceship reminding you that every Monday morning, that's right, every Monday morning on WMNF from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m., tune in as me and my co-pilot Nate Dogg give you the music you love, the topics to get you talking, and the motivation to get you out your bed to start your week off right. Wow.
2: Hi, this is Jasmine with a WMNF community announcement. Dress for Success, Tampa Bay is celebrating 25 years of empowering women, developing a stronger workforce, and standing together to create better lives in the Tampa Bay area. Their Silver Anniversary Gala takes place October 4th from 5 to 9 p.m. at the Hilton Tampa Downtown. For more information and tickets, visit tampa tampabay.dressforsuccess.org and click on Event. Thanks.
3: Thanks. Grab your finest leather and lace as WMNF presents its Halloween Ball 2023. Starring Sleeping Pills, Romeo Blue, Offerings, DJ Mike Hendrick, and your host, Nicole Azar. Plus, a special costume contest for all you ghouls and gals. The Haunting takes place on Thursday, October 26th at New World Music Hall, 810 East Skagway Avenue, Tampa. Tickets 18 advance... 20 at the door. Go to WMNF.org for more info.
1: All right. We're back the Sunday Forum. This is your host, Walter L. Smith II, along with main man, Mabili. Yep. We are joined by Don Mike and Alexandria, right here in the studio. Um, we are. This is a great we are, we, We're really digging in. We're really digging in. Great conversation. Uh, especially on this issue of Second Look and now looking into the issue of human trafficking as well as we go into the second hour. The second hour of the Sunday form right here on WMNF Tampa it is now 908 908 in the a.m Sunday morning and uh we we're going to dig on in now we're digging on in we hope to hear from all of you eight one three two three nine nine six
4: six three uh we'll be and we're still joined on the phone by Alexandra Bailey yes for the sentencing project
1: yes 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 uh hey Alexandria well hey make that. sure she knows that we're, we're, you're not alone Alexandria we, we <laughs> We got we got you now. Sounds <laughs> good. Listen, uh, we we are going. What's, what's next, baby? We got a uh, on our on our music plate. I'm looking for Moonchild. Got Moonchild. Looking for it. Can yeah.
6: I ask Alexandra a question real quick? Sure. So Alexandra, I'm this, looking
1: for Moonchild. <laughs>
6: Excuse Walter. Um, <laughs> Uh, This is Don Scott speaking. I'm one of the creators of, I'm the creator, founder of the Tampa Bay Criminal Justice Summit. wanted to ask you for the listeners who are listening in, if you could give them a layman's definition or understanding of what the Second Look bill entails.
2: Absolutely. Um, So Second Look is a bill that has been passed in federal jurisdiction, um, but is now being... uh, and/ or reviewed in a multitude of forms all across the country. And in very layman's terms it kind of goes like this. After you've been incarcerated for quite some time, you will have the right to petition your sentencing judge or whoever is currently occupying that bench to show cases usually fall into one of three buckets. The first being that you are either so sick, elderly, mentally ill that you uh, are no longer suitable. For prison. Two, you have reformed yourself, taken responsibility to an extent that it is believed and satisfactory that you can return to society safely and there is no penological pino-log- uh, benefit to continue to keep you incarcerated. Or three, you were incarcerated for something that we now have changing societal attitudes about, say, for example, domestic violence. Um, and that's usually uh, second, how Second Look goes in a nutshell. Some states, depending on their code, require you to also visit the parole board in order to gain relief. Some states do not.
6: Got it. So what, when you say different is, societal issues, would that be like how some states have legalized marijuana? Would Second Look look at marijuana cases?
5: Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. Um, The great thing about second look is it allows you to look at whatever you want. Um, It really is about allowing judicial discretion and the system to look at itself wholesale. So, yes, look at marijuana cases, look at domestic violence cases, look at the elderly, look at the sick, look at the reform. Um, It allows you to take a second look all across the board, which is um, why it is such a favored policy um, and is gaining
1: so much traction around the country. So, um, we want to, uh, you know, the, the, I want to make sure that I'm clear, that everybody out there is clear about this, because I, I mentioned it earlier and you just repeated it. So I just want to make sure we're very clear about this point. It, it It is a bill at the level, at the state level, but it is a law on at the, the federal, federal level. level.
2: Yes, yeah, so okay. there, there are bills at both the, the federal and the state level, obviously because those two um, bodies of law um, operate. Obviously they intersect, but they also have, um, you know, their own jurisdictions. Um, so there is a second look bill that is federal, um, but we are currently working on a second look bill that would be based for Florida.
6: And uh, Representative Alina Garcia, from what I understand, is one of the sponsors of that bill here in the state of Florida.
2: Yes, Um, her and she and her office have been um, very um, open and helpful um, and uh, understand that spending taxpayer dollars to continue to enact policy that is no longer beneficial or keeping society safe is something that she um, was willing to step up on. And we're very grateful.
1: That's, that's excellent we, we, because my, the, the concern that we have more than anything and I, I think that, that Mike I'm glad you're here because you are in my mind the greatest representative one of the greatest representatives of the GOP um, I've watched you and I've listened to you and I think that the and, and not just because we agree on something right? But because on this particular issue, on this particular issue, it's something that we have, you know, it's going to be politicized. No question about it. Absolutely. Mm. The problem that, that we're going to face, of course, is, especially in, in southern states, especially in southern states, that, you know, we fought a whole damn war by it, right? state rise. You know, Sovereignty of states—that's uh, going to be an issue, and they're going to holler it from the hilltops, right? Unless, unless it's somebody—it involves somebody that that they love, or it involves them. If it involves them, then you know, then then it's a problem, right? And and then they want to do something about it.
0: Yeah, that's the only reason why people act, unfortunately, um, in a lot of circumstances. You know, I know dealing it with the cannabis issue, you know, most people are against it, and then they have a family member who's on opiates or has cancer or, or some other disease that it helps from, and then all of a sudden, you know, they have their come-to-Jesus moment. Uh You know, but it's not. It's a freedom issue, it's a it's a sensible policy issue, you know, from my perspective. And we're not talking about and the people who are against it, what I hear is, Oh, you're not tough on crime, you're gonna let all these people out and they're gonna quit crime, you're not tough on crime. No, that's not the point of it. The point of it is is to allow courts, and and especially, you know, from my perspective in the state courts, a lot of these judges are skewed, right? So we have these types of options potentially for post-conviction motions, right? For um, people who lie or recant their testimony. But they're very high standard to get granted. Uh, So it, it really isn't that judges and courts don't have the ability to do this in some circumstances. Put the Responsibility back into them. The prosecutors who are evaluating these cases can see these things. You know, and we've worked on a couple cases with um, the Last Prisoner Project, which is centered around cannabis. We've true, had true. cannabis traffickers that have gotten out you know, Robert Platzhorn he was in prison for 30 years for trafficking cannabis in the 80s. Um, DeLisi, we got out last year, uh, who was actually, it may have been February of this year, um, or 22, but same thing, trafficking and cannabis. He's, you know, got out in his, in his 80s, um, late 70s. So, you know, we know when we go back in front of a judge why these people are not going to be dangerous. They're not going to continue to do the things that they are. Even people who are violent Or committed crimes, you know, at a younger age when they're 18, 19, 20 years old and have been incarcerated for 30 years, you know, at 50 years old, in all likelihood, you know, and I I don't know, are not going to be committing those same type of crimes. And we can ensure through other types of processes to make sure that they don't, you know, add probation or something, supervision for them when they get out if that's necessary. But these things are ridiculous. We have people wasting away, never mind illnesses, people who are on and end up up on walkers or have cancer, you know, like like they're going to go out and commit crimes, (laughs) you know, and and a vast majority of people are incarcerated on the state level. That's why this is important to get it passed statewide as well. And, you know, a a lot of them are nonviolent offenders as well. And and, and not only that,
6: Walter, go ahead, Alexandra, I'm sorry.
2: I'm I'm so sorry. I just wanted to add one thing um, from the survivor perspective because I'm a two-time survivor of violent crime, and I know one of the things that is always said is, well, what about survivors? Um, And there's been nationwide surveys done about how survivors actually feel about policies like Second Look. And it is completely fair to say that based on the data, most people want a restorative justice approach. They want people to be rehabilitated. They want them to take responsibility. They want victims to be helped. They are not looking for mass incarceration as the solution to what they have suffered, because most victims throughout the country understand that it is not. Even if they feel that a person has to take responsibility, perhaps even for a significant amount of time, people are really moving away from this concept that because I have been harmed, a permanent term of incarceration is going to be the only method by which to bring healing to me and my family. Um, And so, so often that is sort of touted out, if you will, as a reason to keep people in prison for life, but even that has more sense.
1: let me, let me ask this question uh, because this is, this is well, all the questions are important, but this this particular question involves extenuating circumstances. okay? So we have a situation where you have extenuating circumstances. That that go along with the sentence. So what I mean by that is this: you might have someone who committed the crime of selling marijuana, right, uh, or trafficking in marijuana and cannabis. But the judge, I'm, I'm putting, a, I'm throwing, I'm just throwing all the wrenches out there, right? So the judge says, "Oh, wait a minute, I see." You have battery on a Leo, right? Along with that, A law enforcement officer, right, not, not the Zodiacs. Right, right, right,
2: I'm <laughs> sorry. who's Leo? How did
1: he right, get involved? The law enforcement officer, I'm sorry.
2: Leave the Leos alone. <laughs>
1: right. right, 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 So How about them cancers? What do we do? <laughs> wow. <laughs> what do we regress? <laughs> <laughs> no, you gotta get out. We gotta go. Right. I'm leaving. the, I'm the leaving. other side of that wall, of yes, way, sir. Dude. Right away, sir. Uh, we 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 need to we need to identify. You know, there are going to be excuses out there as to why um, somebody was not released or they did not get the benefit of this particular bill, okay? Uh, or or law. I I I have every confidence. That that is something that someone's going to try, okay? The judge out there is going to try, and then we end up at having it doesn't. None of these laws truthfully work out as well as we would like them to, right? They're going to try to find a way to make it seem insurmountable. Practice that has not
2: proven it. true.
1: That's good. Say so, it again. I'm sorry,
2: Alexander. Um, In practice, thus far, that really has not proven true. Now, don't get me wrong. There are certain sections of government um, that are highly resistant, in particular cases, to folks getting out. Um, But, for example, in the District of Columbia, where this is passed, where D.C. residents do not elect their judges, they are federally appointed, meaning that they have been appointed from some of the most conservative presidents, and by some of the most liberal presidents. Um, and we've, there's been a very high success rate at Second Look. And the reason is because, and I've sat through some of these hearings, is that people are really hard to hate close up. When you see somebody who is in his 50s, who's gained an education from Georgetown University, who has brought literacy to so many people who were illiterate, who's taken responsibility for what he did as a young man, who is devoutly religious, who has run for public office and won to represent the jail and make people safer and is mentoring people and being a great father and sometimes partner from prison, even the most conservative voices have gone, I can respect that. That We've seen a lot of that. And actually, the interesting part about it is that initially, um, in almost every single case, we were dealing with uh, the prosecutor objecting to um the second look application in almost all instances now we are seeing them actually going "Eh, no okay I'll, i'll go with that one um all of any change is difficult at the beginning it's always going to be difficult at the beginning um and i think what you're saying will have some validity but that is also why second look as a piece of legislation allows um after a certain term of years for someone to reapply. It also requires the court to say, we don't think you're ready. We need you to go back and do, for example, anger management, drug treatment, GED, whatever the case might be, in order for you to return successfully. And so will it be uh, difficult and grueling? Yes, it, that has most certainly proven true, these these. Petitions are no small list for the system, but we have seen the system actively adapt. And I actually have hired a second look recipient in my office, and um, he's one of the most delightful, trustworthy human beings I have the privilege of knowing. This law does work. We're not guessing.
1: No, no, no. I understand. I'm not. I want you to understand something. I'm not the enemy I'm not, I don't I'm just throwing I'm throwing the wrench out there based off of what I've seen. and and what I've seen in the state of Florida, especially, especially, and this is an undeniable fact, is that uh, because I've spoken to, I've taught, I've actually trained many, many people who've gone up for um, clemency, to the clemency board and so forth. How the states how the states implement this whole thing, is gonna mean the world. Oh, absolutely! It's gonna mean it's the world. It's all about implementation. Florida, Florida
2: is it's all has, about implementation. Yeah, Florida absolutely.
1: has been the worst. One of the worst when it comes down to, to the clemency boards and things like that. And and it, it gives. By the time it's over with, these people have lost hope. Absolutely. And, and, and it is it is a devastating thing to watch happen. It's devastating to watch happen, and that's why I'm bringing up what I'm bringing up is to make sure that people understand that. Okay, now this is this sounds great, this sounds wonderful, right? But when you talk about states' rights and how states implement this thing, it's a whole nother ball game, and I, and and that concerns me because and it should concern everybody else because we've got to be the watchdogs of how these these implementations take place.
2: Well, I can say... Absolutely.
0: Um,
2: I certainly would never object to that, just to be clear.
0: All right, all right. And I would say in Florida, you know... Oh, in just dealing, i go to pretty much almost every county in the state Mm -hmm. you know depending on where you go is going to definitely depend on how likely you probably are to succeed on that you know if you're in pasco county versus hillsborough county if you're in miami-dade county you know versus martin county versus bay county um So I think you will have some difference there, even applying the same standards uh, throughout the state and state policy. So I think that does make things difficult here in Florida. Um, But, you know, it at least gives people a chance. Um, And I think she's right. Once you get a person in front of somebody that is 30 years older, they're looking at they're the judge's age. You know, you have a judge looking like, okay, would I commit a crime at this age? You know, you got to look at those things. Um, And it's exciting to see and hope that it happens here because we definitely, you know, have a prison population problem and we uh, need to start embracing and enhancing our communities uh, a, well have,
2: the sentencing project will be doing everything we can to
0: support
1: i, 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 I hear right. that i know that's right Listen, I, I have a i have a i have a, a case that is old okay and it, yeah. it's the case of Khalif browder mm-hmm. i don't know if, if anybody remembers that but really you remember that's that's one of the first mm-hmm. things that one of the first uh shows that we did was about Khalif Browder.
4: Right. This was a young sixteen year old oh, a teenager who was mm-hmm. picked up for a backpack. Um right. this was in New York and he was put in Rikers Island before trial just to wait, a wait trial. trial. Yeah no trial and he, he just That's sort just, of languishing is, there.
6: This is the this is the movie that Jay Z did, right? Yeah, yeah. he, he, he did, did a documentary on, on it. Okay. He yeah, did, did a documentary, documentary
1: on right. it, yes. I, let me tell you something. That yeah. thing brings me to tears every time I think about it. Absolutely. Unbelievable,
2: and it should,
1: and, and 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 But this is something that happens frequently, every day. Okay, I think that it is something also that has to be looked at alongside this this uh, this act, as we start to look at um, reassessing uh, or, or taking a second look at cases. How many people are we going to find locked up in these in these jails? And in some cases, prisons like Rikers, where these people should not be there at all. Because of a mental health issue? No, 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 no. Not because of a mental health issue, because he wasn't there for a mental health issue. No, he wasn't. He was there because he was wrongfully put on Rikers Island, and, and, and because, there was, because they did not, he had lost the system. They, they dogged him out uh, and did not give him a uh, a charge. There was no formal charge against this kid. All.
2: I mean, I, I think the answer to your question is a very is, is a complex, but also a very simple one. We are going to find a lot wrong. There is a lot wrong. Um, and like I said, I don't think it really matters what end of the political spectrum you are. I think we're, we're all of the different viewpoints that are currently on this show are all here because we all agree that there is something not quite right. The system is not operating as we need it to. It is not doing what we would like it to do, what we supposedly say it is. we would like it designed to do. And therefore, it has to be changed. And so Second Look, by no stretch of the imagination, is a a silver bullet for everything that is wrong with this system. And I would never suggest that it is. What I do think that it does is open the door to evaluating and then I think for every individual state, once that evaluation begins, I think it's gonna be a, a much clearer roadmap about what needs to get handled and in what order and how quickly if that if that makes sense.
1: Perfect sense. Because the the way the reason why I love it is because of the fact that it preempts. It is a pre is a federal preemption. It stops the states from being, the the supporters in the state level, uh, from coming in with some BS law uh, that could stop this type of analysis. We've got to have these analyses take place at the state level. There are too many people that are locked up right now that should not be in the prison system at all, at all. They, they They don't belong there. They shouldn't even be in, you know, there are people in jail right now. We shouldn't be in jail. I mean, literally. I
2: have a friend who was stabbed in her pregnant stomach and is serving a life sentence for saving her life and that of her unborn child. Believe me, I think about this every day.
1: Unbelievable. And, and see, these are the extenuating circumstances that 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 I'm talking about. Why is she having to do that? Why is she having to suffer that, uh, given that she was defending herself on those circumstances and her unborn child, that is absolutely, that's, that's, that is uncaustable. I, I don't understand for the life of me how it is that people, that, that anybody who is a judge could ever uphold that type of determination.
0: You know, unfortunately, you know, and there's a public defender system and, and it, it provides sucks. a service, um, but... Uh, Unfortunately, you know, as a private attorney, we get a lot of cases come to us and questions about after where people have no idea what they're doing in court. They never get any information about their case. They, They walk into courtroom. They've been in jail. And this happens with private attorneys as well. They, they walk into court and, you know, they're set for trial on that Monday. They've never spoken to their attorney and they're facing with a plea deal or go to prison or go to trial on Monday. And, you know, that's a problem with our system. And I see it all the time. And I fight my tail off for people probably way too much sometimes, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it needs to happen. As a zealous advocate, we need to make sure that people are getting the defenses that they need. If you have money, it's much easier to hire experts than it is if you want, if you don't. And um, it's a major problem in our system. And, and I think it, it absolutely contributes to this mass incarceration. Absolutely. And
2: with respect, I don't think there's too much of doing the right thing. So maybe you're your viewed as overzealous. I would say it's just there's no such thing as doing too much of the right thing.
4: Hey, listen, we got a a call on the line Yes, we do uh, Here on the Sunday Forum Go ahead, caller, you're on the air
7: I'm glad to be on the air And good morning to everybody Good morning, good morning Ron,
1: what's going on, man?
7: I'm sitting here listening, but I couldn't listen Because you got a new program up for your uh, Click on the the get onto the station So I had trouble So I turned on my radio
1: I had that same issue when I was in Arizona Try to listen
7: yeah, yeah, yeah it's so, a, you know, they they, they set up so many satellites that they can block and stop anything and they can create anything. Things. And we lost sight of all of that now. We fight issues that are age old. This system was designed, as I always tell y'all, off of slavery. And they know this, the people sitting there know this is designed off slavery. You got 13 percent of the population represent 90 percent of the prison population. And when you mention Rikers Island, do you know that it's more than one island? They send 10,000 people. I talked to a doctor who worked there. She helped me before, and I won't divulge her name. And she said she couldn't take it every day because she was sitting there and 10,000 black people come to Rikers Island. And she asked herself, are we the only one committing crime? And she said the answer to herself was no. So she got out of that. And she went into her own practice and probably retired by now. But see, these are the stories that aren't told. These people have insidiously set uh, stuff in place to control, dominate, and just totally ignore the, the, the constructs that we have applied and, 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 and have been not uh, the recipients of the benefits, but they've benefited from everything we've done, period. And so this criminal justice system is just another way to rape and pillage from us. You know, you, everybody's got a job. And, and they know the errors exist, but they don't care because I'm getting paid good to do this. And, and, and the public defenders are trying to make a life for themselves, and some of them don't give a rat. You know, I've had some good ones and some bad ones because so I've been down there a lot. And I'm saying this because as a political advocate, they target you. When I leave my house, the sheriff seems to always come running behind me, crossing my well, path. Yeah, every day. It's been going on like this. They just stopped my son the other day and gave him a ticket And uh, I have a disabled veteran. I said, oh, he stopped you with that on there. He might have been speeding or something, but still at the same time, it's like, okay, he might have an emergency. He might have this. For instance, the guy that just stabbed the person on the interstate, the person had a medical emergency. I saw that one day on file, and I called the police. I'm not an advocate of anything, but I don't want to see anybody suffer. I don't care who it is. So I saw the guy collapse. I saw him hit cars, and I said, let me call because somebody might hurt this guy because they think he just ran So fast forward, that just happened, and the guy was a professional public defender. He got out of his car with a little pen knife and stabbed somebody. So we have people in power and in places they don't have any business being, and they're doing the wrong thing. I'm sorry, even if he never had acted out, he probably already was doing the wrong thing. See, and so he's not really challenged because of his uh, cultural identity. See, and so this is what we have. Then we need. Uh, insert the immigrants, they come over here and uh, uh, observe that, and they take on that identity. Then, therefore, they work against the, the, the so-called slaves of this uh, country, and, and they make it even worse to unravel. So it, it's getting worse because the people that are coming have no consciousness. That's all it is. It, 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 it's nothing superficial or uh, or something that we couldn't fix. They don't want to fix that, like I just said, because they're making money off of all of this stuff. Also, the, the banks are poor, and and innocent people in a lot of cases that can't defend themselves and don't have the rights, and some of the attorneys won't do anything because they're benefiting from that. They have uh, stocks. They have stocks. They don't just have bank accounts. They have stocks in jails and uh, what you call these corrective institutions and rehab centers, all of that, et cetera. They just have stocks in that, all of that.
4: yeah so correction of Corporation of America, right, right, <laughs> yeah. Right. Right, these
1: guys. Are, yeah, these guys are completely. I mean, we 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 ran a show, we ran a show here um, last last year, last year. It must have been last year or early this year, uh, where where we had a gentleman in, who was a senator, a former senator, and we were talking about the issue, and he was he was Republican, and we were talking about the fact that. On the, with regard to rehabilitation, there's no real rehabilitation in these in these correction institutes. These correction institutions, these aren't really correction institutions. They are they are just that. They're they're what, what do you call them? Sto-
4: I call storage. them the new overseers are warehousing.
1: Warehousing, <laughs> that's right. They yeah. warehouse they warehouse people there uh, in order for them to to be. Um, to be enslaved, they, they, they're just there and no one's no one's learning anything, they're taking education out, they're taking anything out that can help to rehab any of these people at all um, and, change, and change what, what the circumstances yeah, but, are. You
0: know, what kind of business, right, has people that are healed or cured or don't come back, right? So, <laughs> what's the incentive for them? And that's just like the pharmaceuticals, right? You know, they don't want to cure you; they just want you to keep coming back for their meds. And I think it's the same situation. They want to make sure that they have customers. You know, years ago when we had the private prison contracts and the legislation. You know, they required a ninety percent occupancy they rate. They still do. And they they still do.
1: Have enough beds. They, they know, still this is do. Ridiculous. Beds,
0: yeah. And this has to stop. And you know, the only way we stop it is is to come to our senses and stop. The fighting in fighting and start to come together and say what's better for our society moving forward economically, financially. We gotta put more, you know, parents, put these people back in their homes, you know, put hmm. them back taking care of their families. And hello, and our hello. system is not at all set up for any sort of rehabilitation, any sort of help. Never mind once you go to prison, even if you do your time, you get out and you're scarred for life, life with yes. a record where life. you live, where what kind of jobs you everything, get, your everything. license, I, I, how can they get up? How can they continue to exceed? It's an uphill to battle, yeah, the battle it that they're already battling because you know typically they're in a system that has a lesser school system so they have a harder time getting up they have a lower economic status if a parent is gone from their family i mean we're creating a cycle that we don't know how to fix but we don't want to
1: what no, let me tell you something i think, I think okay. we got R.J.'s latest survival up right Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. RJ's latest arrival is up, folks. Oh, my God. Shackles on your feet right here on WMNF on the Sunday Forum. Folks, let me tell you something. When I was teaching in Hillsborough County Schools, I was teaching a biology class. And I remember uh, this kid, I tell the story often, this kid who had been, had dealt drugs. But he was, I had my talk with him and everything. I said, listen, you got a B. You're pulling a B in my class, dude. A B. I need you to straighten up and get in, in the class. So he was running behind. And he was He was late. But he was jumping the fence. He got caught jumping the fence to get into the school. <laughs> not, not, not to jump out, to jump in. When they pulled him into, into the office, they called me and they said, Mr. Smith, we need you in the front office. He's asking you to be in. I said, all right, you know, follow him. I went up to the front office and said, what's, what's the problem? Why is, he, why is he not in my classroom? Well, uh, you know, he was caught jumping the fence to come into the school, and we can't have that. I said, wait a minute, stop. He was running late, he wanted to hop the fence so he get to class on time. Wait a minute. I said, so you, you're telling me, you're telling me that of all the things he could possibly be doing wrong, he jumped the fence to come into school. And you jammed him. Not to jump the fence to get out and skip and do everything else. No, no. He's coming in and trying to get to my class. This is I wrong. said, you're wrong. Mm-hmm. You're dead wrong. Did you did I would have just reached over and high-fived
2: him. I mean if that was my <laughs> chance, I can call Basically,
1: that's what I did. Price
2: cream.
1: Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, listen, we're gonna listen to this RJ's greatest arrival and we're gonna and we're gonna we're gonna loosen up a little bit. And we're gonna come right back. Let's go. <laughs> That has to be Uh, we just had a, a project that, that was just tele... We did some uh, press conference on last this past week about Project Green Strike. Project Green Strike is a project that I created along with my some comrades of mine. We, we were like, hey, you know, comrades. Gotta- That's right, comrades. That's right, <laughs> friends. And, and we we all got together and we created this this project called Green Strike because we got sick and tired of the possibility of the competitive grants that were out there that, that we were having a hard time getting a hold of. And we were talking to all the book, The County Commission ought to be ashamed of itself. The who? The County Commission, Hillsborough County Board of County Commission needs to be ashamed of itself. And I mean that as a blanket statement because it should have a long time ago done everything it needed to do in order to get grants in here and to write for a grant. They didn't even have the they didn't even have the um uh uh the letter of intent to write for grants. You understand? It was our group that got together that actually went there. So half so we split up. One half went to County kind of Commission, the other half was over at the at the press conference with me. And we were doing our thing. And you know, shout out to Brooke, Ward. Uh, for leading that charge at the County Commission. Shout out to Super Dave Coleman and everybody that went to the County Commission and did their thing. Uh, I'm just naming those two names because those are the two names that, that come out to me, and there were a lot of people that went to that thing. But I'm going to tell you something. When you talk about energy burdens and people, and people not being able to put food on the table because they're paying 60% or more uh, towards an electric bill, it's red line, and, and the energy company knows it because they can watch it on the screen. They can see the energy being drained and sucked out of your house and they see the money that's just just pouring in. And they, they shut you off in public housing and you lose your child to foster care because you can't take care of your child and, 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 and you don't have a suitable environment for them.
6: Yeah, I, I think what you did there what was, was phenomenal. You know, I I don't think you. I mean, I know you've been on every TV station in the past couple of days talking about <laughs> this, but I still don't think that you get the um, your, your due respect for the work that you've put in because that's that 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 that's a you know an incredible um, task to take up, you know. And and you you've been doing it. I, I remember the bus tours that you were doing a couple of years ago. You know, for the you know like. That's why I call you Papa Earth. You know, you're all about the environment. <laughs> You've been waiting
0: to get that one bro.
6: Papa Earth radio.
0: Earth. Any, anything that's trying to upend up the establishment and take away from those finances—that's why you know Tesla never succeeded. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we can, we, I don't know why all our, our genius minds across the world can't get together and, and, and come to a free energy. Program. Right. come on, come on, man. We're better than that. I mean, we have you computers know. in our hands. Yeah, okay. exactly, exactly, Alexandra. You know, it's <laughs> free.
1: We can do better here. We can do way better, way better. Listen, uh, I appreciate you guys coming on. We, let's, let's, let's talk some more. Um, we, we have a lot going on. Um, We've we got to take a look at this uh, criminal justice system. It has to be corrected. It has to be corrected. And it's people like you and, and, and events like this What's second the Look. Second what's, Look. What's the event? Be here for the criminal justice panel discussion called Second Look. Take a look at it. Um, be there on the 20th and 21st of October to take part in this thing. And on the 12th of October, over in St. Pete, over at, um, over at uh, the, Woodson? The, the Woodson Center. Woodson, the, the Woodson Center. Carter G. Woodson. Museum. Museum. Go there, man, and check out. The discussion on human trafficking. So now, wait, hold on. I think I know the moderator of that panel. I'm not sure. Oh, the
6: moderator of the human trafficking. And if you're panel.
2: interested in going to the Tampa Bay Criminal Justice Summit, you can find uh, your you can register at HorizonCommunities.org.
6: There you go, Alexandra. There, there you go. go. More information.
1: Commu- Thank
6: com- you, dot org for more information about the yeah. Tampa Bay Criminal Justice Summit being held Thank here you. in Tampa, October twentieth and twenty first. On October twentieth, there is a reentry simulator. That's being mm. held, and a reentry lunch panel. Uh, Patrick Mahoney from the Department of Corrections mm-hmm. will be on that panel, as long as as well as some other advocates from around the state to talk about reentry. Alexandra Bailey will be in the building on Saturday. Alexander,
1: are you going to be there in the building? <clears throat>
2: I will be there in the flesh, like I said. Oh, my goodness.
6: She will be there October 21st at Tampa Prep for the Tampa Bay Criminal Justice Summit. For more information on that, you can head, like Alexandra said, over to horizoncommunities.org. Uh, and
2: can I just say, for folks who cannot attend the event but want to learn more about Second Look and what it actually is, you can visit us at the sentencingproject.org. We have a report on Second Look um, and a ton of information about what's really going on across the nation. Educate yourself before you come to an opinion and decide um, how you're going to proceed as a citizen.
1: That's right.
6: It, and I also want to say that we've had a very you – know, I think this has been a very fruitful discussion. you know. And I like the fact that Alexandra keeps bringing up the fact that this is – this is not a red issue. This is not a blue issue. This is a human issue. No. you know?
2: This is a human issue.
6: And we can all sit in here, Democrats, Republicans, and talk about this issue. And guess what? Nobody's sweating. Nobody's upset. Everybody's calm, even though Mike has his New York Giants cup in front of me, you know.
2: Oh, well, that's rude.
6: That's what I said. But don't worry. Wow. But that's all right. We're, we're, my Eagles are visiting here, your, your commanders today, so I'm sure that'll be an interesting conversation. <laughs> yeah, because Jalen
2: Hurts. We got to stay focused. We got to see
1: what happens year. here. All right. Start with
2: the fight words. You know, there's one thing that divides us all, and that's our football team. That's First, right. Yes. <laughs> I know. Yes. Why
0: can't we treat football like politics? But I guess the Eagles fans are, are the excuse me the bad apple in that scene. From we'll what I, I hear, a great apples oh, Monday night here in Tampa. Oh my goodness, gentlemen,
2: gentlemen, gentlemen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the estrogen speaks. The estrogen speaks. <laughs> well, listen. Let's let's get some uh, let's get some more music in here, man. What we got, what we
4: got, what we got? Uh, don't look any further. <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't look any further but this. Well, we got to talk over this because we're almost out of
0: time. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. But, um, yeah, I think people have to, you know, get out there, talk to their representatives. Um, like she was saying, find out what this Second Look Act and actually what it means You know, and what kind of impact it will really have on society? It's not what I think a lot of people think when they first hear. Oh, we're just going to let these all these violent criminals and stuff like that out. That's not what this is about. You know this this is about smart, intelligent analysis of whether or not we're using our resources correctly on people who are rehabilitated or too old to commit crimes or too sick. And you know, there was a rise of this during COVID, you know, it would have allowed us to help and try to get some people out during COVID because of this, the illnesses and people who are, um, you know, already susceptible to death and disease or, or, you know, death from COVID because of their age and stuff. And we have to continue to push this. So I don't want anyone to think that we're, you know, really pushing for violent criminals to get out. We want people to have a chance and an opportunity at life again that otherwise should deserve it because they've paid their time. They've learned, they've understand that they did wrong. Maybe they had a mental illness that they didn't know about and had to deal with, you know, but these are things that we have to look oh, at.
2: truly reform. Correct. You know, I I'm a crime survivor. I have zero interest, as I'm sure most citizens do, of ever being harmed again. That does not mean that I believe that perpetual punishment makes sense either. We don't have to go to the extreme on either spectrum. We can do things that make sense and are beneficial for all of us writ large. You know, this sort of one terrible thing happens, and then we shut down all opportunity for... People to reform or to return to society is not wise either.
0: Yeah, and you know, fiscally, when people are looking at it, think about it, you know, a 70-year-old man, you're spending $40,000 a year just to house him, plus any sort of medical conditions and things like that that you're dealing with. You know, we're really looking at a fiscal issue here where we're seeing the rise in prices and inflation. I mean, a dozen eggs is like $10 now, practically. Oh, <laughs> it's ridiculous. You know, just the, right. the basic necessities the whole that people need.
1: The whole big old box
0: Right? Need. You know, property well, taxes are are extremely high right now. We We need to get things to alleviate those problems and this is, I think, one of the low-hanging fruits that we could easily go after and create sensible policy and fix.
2: And taking my work hat off for a second and just being an individual, like, as a Christian woman, I am somebody who believes in the concept of forgiveness and second chances and have had the grace and and forgiveness extended to me throughout my life um, for things that I've done wrong. And, you know, I think but for those who share my faith, I would certainly encourage them to look to what we've been
1: taught about forgiveness. All right. All right. Hey, listen, I want to thank everybody for coming in, having this discussion, and, uh, you know, come on in again. Let's do it again. Let's do it again.
6: <laughs> uh, okay, cool, great. It's, we'll be back next Sunday.
1: Uh, no. So we have, <laughs> <laughs>
2: Feels like
1: it's that much. We, we, <laughs> no, Alexander, you can come in here. You know what? <laughs> you know what?
2: Seriously, I just think I'm going to blame this all on the football. Um, <laughs> that's
0: no. what it is. That's what it is. That's what it is. That's what it is, definitely. So we're going to have an Eagles, Giants, and Commanders fan at the... Uh oh. Oh, Oh, God. Alexandra,
6: thank you so much for calling in. You've given so much valuable information this morning, and we all look forward to seeing you on October 21st at the Tampa
1: Bay Criminal Justice Summit. Absolutely. I look forward to
2: seeing you all as well. I look forward to seeing you all as well, and thank you so much for having
1: me. You're welcome, Alexandra. Come back anytime. All right. Have
2: a great morning. You do the same. Thank
1: you. Hey, listen. Thank you for joining us here on the Sunday Forum. Uh, well, we still have 5 minutes to go. Yeah, we got 5 minutes to go, so well, we, we, can got, we got to have a fight something. about something. No, we ain't fighting about nothing. <laughs> okay. Listen, we're we going we to play us play the rest of this song. Well, and then what what else we got? Well, well I do, about do about know. What about fishing?
4: Uh, one of the things that we can't do after today is we can't go streaking on a field or fishing. You oh, might get $2500 $2, <laughs> maximum fishing. fine. Fishing, where?
1: In Florida,
6: in Florida, you can, <laughs> if you're 16 or over now, you have to have a certificate to go fishing. You don't need a certificate to sh- to get a gun, but you need a certificate to go fishing. <laughs> yeah. You know, if you're a fisherman before, you used to be able to have three or four different fishing rods when you yeah. went fishing. Not not anymore. Now you can have no more than two. So I guess I guess we're extracting too many fish out of the sea.
4: I guess
6: only in
1: Florida. So they're gonna run out of food at the at the uh. At uh, with red lobster guys. So control, 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 control.
4: (laughs) Unbelievable, man. Yeah, too much controls. I'm telling you, bro. Authoritarian. I mean is that where we're really headed in this country?
0: You know, I think we really, really are, and we have to break free from it. Um, one of a friend told me that you know, you take a flea, right, and they can jump pretty much as high as they want, or mm-hmm. whatever. You put it in a bottle, and you put a top on the bottle. It'll only jump that high, right? And you take it out of the bottle, it'll continue to only jump that high. <laughs> Um, And I think that's exactly what they do to us. They put us in a pigeonhole. They think we're only allowed to have so many. There's limited resources. There's limited this, and we all have to fight each other for it. And it's all a lie. You know, we all have the ability to manifest and to do anything that we want to come together. You know, I'm the only white guy in the room here. <laughs> you know, I, <laughs> what? I feel, I feel oh, comfortable. Good. Fine. You know, we, we, we have to stop all this BS. And start start making an observation? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, just man. A, it's just a time to end it all. Man, mm.
4: hey, listen. Um, what, what we got on? What we got? What we got this is Moonchild featuring Layla Hathaway called
1: Tell it. Him. Yes, Tell Him by Moonchild right here on WMNF at 8.5 Tampa. And
4: of course, we got to get back to the music next with Postmodern Nanny, which is coming your way right after headlines from National Public Radio News. And
1: as always, from my voice to the radio waves, to the hearts and the minds of all of you, we love you. And there's not one single solitary thing you can do about it here on the Sunday Forum. Peace.